You just gotta press a button for the intro. What up, though? Hey. Welcome back to another episode of Fantasy In Session. I will be filling in as the host since Gabe is away for the day. He's on his way to the A. I'm a poet, don't hey. even know it. Goddamn. But yeah, the date is October 18th. And um, if you're listening to this uh, episode, make sure you uh, hit that subscribe button. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Fantasy In Session. Make sure you review the podcast. Let everybody know that we um, are, are the culture pushers, pushing this shit forward, man, and give you all the best fantasy advice out there, man. Um, I'm here with my fellow host, Javar. How you feeling, man? I'm in a building. It's Friday. Good to be off. It's been a long week. Midterm. Hey, I'm yeah. glad. Yeah. Midterms are the worst, bro. Just school period is the worst, man. But we we talking <laughs> about fantasy, man. So that that's that's great. That's way better than school. For sure. So, yeah, man, just to uh, recap the Thursday night game, uh, we had the Kansas City at Denver. Kansas City uh, pulled off the win, even though they had a such a, a scary injury, man. When uh, Mahomes went down, everybody, I'm sure everybody knows by now, uh, had that yeah. dislocated kneecap, man. And I was just like, man, I almost cried, bro. I was like, bro, I can't watch any f- – I can't watch football without Mahomes now, bro. Like, I basically just once he got hurt, I was like, it's gonna be hard to stay up. I made it to halftime and not the halftime. Yeah, it was a wrap. Yeah, it was definitely hard to watch after that, man. Cause you know, Mahomes when Mahomes is on TV, it's must see TV, man. But you know, Matt Moore replaced him, and he, you know, he's a competent backup, man. But he he ain't no Mahomes, bro. But uh, I did wow. pull through, and I'm I am kind of shocked, man. When uh he went down, man, I know they had like a fourteen to six lead, I want to say, or twenty to six lead. I thought that the Denver was going to um, play a little better game, man. Like, you know, try to, you know, maybe come back and cut that lead down, man. But they didn't score at all after the first possession. Uh, they had a good, a good – and even that first first possession, they had like two penalties on third down, the Chiefs did, on defense to keep the drive going, and they scored. So if that didn't happen, man, it probably could have been a shutout, man. Yeah, it should have been a shutout. It's crazy. I don't know if that was how great Kansas City defense is. Or it's just how horrible the quarterback for Denver is. I don't even want to say his name and that whole offense as a whole. So, yeah. You talking about Joe Wacko? (laughs) (laughs) That dude went 21 for 34, no touchdowns, one fumble, and ended the game with 3.5 points, man. I know it's a lot of super flex um, players out there. I am so sorry if you had to start Joe Flacco in your league, man, because that's ridiculous, man. Um, you know, the running back position, Royce Freeman had a pretty good game. He got his first touchdown of the year. And I don't know if you were aware, but he had the most touches out of anybody in the league without scoring a touchdown coming into yesterday's game. So that had positive regression written all over it. So it's good to see him get in the end zone. Um, Lindsey, you said what? The coaches knew that too. That was like, ah, bro, we got, we got to get him in the end zone. Can those are usually Lindsay carries, but exactly. I think it was like seven goal line carries to like one for Freeman coming into the game. Um, but you know, that was their only goal line, like you know, possession pretty much. So, um, Lindsay didn't even get a chance to get in. So, he finished with 11 carries, 36 yards. Um, and had a catch for negative four yards. That was at the end of the game where Flacco threw that shit late. 
and Lindsey got his ass tore up right when he caught the ball. And I don't know if he was watching it then, but he looked he looked like he got up and like cussed Flacco out of that shit. Like, damn, bro, you really trying to get me killed out here, bro. And again, when it don't matter, too. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, Corlin Sutton continued his uh, second year breakout. He had six for eight for 87 yards. Then he get in the end zone, but he finished with a uh, 14.7 and .5 PPR. So that's a good game. Um, you had Emmanuel Sanders go out there, get uh, six targets, five catches for 60 yards. So not too bad. Um, no offense, the receipt, uh, the rookie tight end. Uh, it just, I was, I don't know if the uh, lights were too bright for him yesterday, man. But he had five targets. Of course, you know Flacco was throwing the ball, so it wasn't great targets. But a lot of them was on, you know, catchable. And he didn't come down with the ball, man. He only caught one of his five targets for seven yards. Yeah, so that wasn't good. On the other side, Matt Moore came in and replaced uh, Mahomes, had 8.5 points, so not, nothing to really get excited about. The running back situation, though, man, that's really what's been surprising me this year, man. Um, you know, Reed has never really used a committee backfield, man, and he is using a committee backfield now, man, and so it's really strange to see, but here we are. Um, McCoy had 12 carries, 64 yards, um, two catches for 12 yards, finished with 9.6. Not too bad, but Damian Williams, man, that guy might be the biggest bust this year, man. What do you think? He's in line for it. Yeah, man, that's it's, it's very disappointing to see, man. A lot of people were drafting him in the uh, third round sometime. I think he got all the way up to the second round at one point this offseason, man. But, you know, McCoy came in and just put a wrench in all that, man. I guess he's just not I guess he just not who we thought he was, man. You know, he had that great run to end the year last year, but this dude has just been a bum this year. He was never a starter until – a starter was gone, so that's that's yeah. not the reason I was worried. Yep, yep. Um, so you had Tariq Hill. He had a long touchdown to salvage his fantasy day. Uh, had three catches, five targets for uh, 74 yards and a touchdown. Miko Harmon also got a touchdown before Mah- uh, Mahomes went out. He finished the uh, day with 10 points. He could have so, had two. Yeah, he could have had two. Definitely could have had two, man. But, um, you know, that's that Russian roulette me and Gabe was talking about that last week, man. As, you know, aside from Hill, Hill going to get his regardless. But the McCole Harmon, the Demarcus Robinson, and, you know, Watkins, who ain't did shit since that 40-point game. Um, but just like Russian roulette, man, like you just, you know, close your eyes, pick one man, and just hope for a touchdown. If you picked Miko <laughs> Harmon last night, then uh, <laughs> congratulations. Um, so... That uh, takes care of that game. You know, it wasn't really too exciting, especially after Mahomes went out. So we're going to move on to the news and notes. So starting off, Alvin Kamara and Jared Cook will not play on Sunday. They have already Fire been ruled out. Murray. So Latavius Murray is about to get that rock. He about to get that volume. And he about to go off, hopefully, because I'm playing Gabe this weekend. I got Murray. <laughs> uh Devin Singletary is back. Uh he's left off the final um injury report. Uh, and, you know, it's been a little while because he went out with a hamstring injury. I think he's been out like three or four weeks. But uh he was averaging like 10 yards of carry before he went out, man. It was limited touches, but just to see him pop off all these big runs, man. I'm kind of excited to see him back on the field. Yeah, me too. Um speaking of Mahomes, um the MRI came back on him and it did uh, confirm that he has a dislocated kneecap, but it's not significant additional damage. Um, he'll seek additional opinions to be sure, but the plan is for him to return this season after a brief absence. I've heard something, you know, he can miss as little as three weeks, 
But with the guy as, you know, as important to that franchise as Mahomes, you know, they have a bye week um, in four weeks. So I could see him, you know, missing the three weeks and then the bye week and coming back, you know, after the bye. So you're looking at like a four to five week absence for him, I, I would say. Um, but it is good that he's going to, you know, he's expected to be back this season, man, because, you know, football, the game of football needs Mahomes, man. Yeah, just say five weeks. Exactly. Might as well just bring him back after the bye. Um, David Johnson, um, I guess he uh, hurt his ankle during the game last week. He is going to be a game time decision. Decision. So just keep an eye out for that. Um, if you have Chase Edmonds, um, you might want to look to start him if he is out because he's looked good in limited touches the last couple weeks. And even if David Johnson does play, I think um, Chase Edmonds can. Uh, he's carving out a you know a role to have some standalone value. Um, no injury designation for Saquon Barkley. He's back. Um, Amari Cooper, Randall Cobb, all expected to play. Um, you got Sean McVay expects Ty Gurley also to play week seven. You know, he missed last week. Um, Malcolm Brown took over, really didn't do anything. Um, speaking of Malcolm Brown, he is doubtful to play. So you're looking at, um, you're looking at Ty Gurley and Daryl Henderson to go against the Falcons. So both of those guys should have a pretty good game. I think uh, Henderson should provide some flex value, but we'll get into that later on. The Packers, man, they are hurting at receiver. Top three wideouts, Adams, MVS, and Allison, remain missing from practice on Friday. So really, you know, if you're not practicing on Friday, man, it's your your chances of a suit up on Sunday is slim to none. Um, last one. Well, we've got a couple more. Josh Gordon doesn't practice Friday. So, you know, they got that Monday night game. So I think they'll they'll practice again tomorrow. So you want to keep an eye out for those practice reports. Because if he doesn't practice tomorrow, then he's not looking good for Monday night. Even though they don't need his ass, they're playing the Jets. Um, and then the last one, Sterling Shepard. His concussion is expected to clear um to keep him out this week versus Arizona. Um, you know, this is he's had multiple concussions in his career, so you know, when you have your first concussion, you're usually clear by the next week. But, you know, with him having multiple concussions, he might be looking at a lengthy absence. Yeah. He'd have had, what, two within a month or so. So, yeah, so. Golden Tate coming back was, like, perfect timing for them, man, because, you know, he was playing the slot while Tate was out. So now that he's out, Tate don't have to worry about competing with anybody with the slot. Um, So that takes care of um our news and notes. Do you have anything else to add, Javar? No, sounds good. All right, so let's get into the matchups, baby. What we all came to see. Dun, dun, We're dun, start off dun, with dun, dun. the Rams at the sorry ass Falcons. I'm oh, sorry, I had to say it. Uh, the Rams are favored by three points, and it's going to be an over under of 54.5, man. So that that over under is super high, man. This should be a shootout game. Um, starts I got for this game. Um, you know, I know it hasn't been good. But I'm starting Jared Goff. He's looked horrible so far this year, man. I think he had like negative points last last week. Was am I right about that? I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, you got Jared Goff down, bro. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So he's looked horrible, man. But the Falcons can't stop anybody, man. They're giving up the most points to quarterbacks this year with 25.5. And if you remember, they uh they they made a guy that's not even starting anymore. Mariota looked like a motherfucking beast. When they play right, each other, right. man. So the Falcons are hurting, man. They they got, you know, 
Trufant is not expected to play this week either, man. So they're you know they got backups at the cornerback oh, position. We might have a chance if Trufant yeah. ain't playing. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly, because he's been trash. Um, also got the Rams. Every single one of the Rams receivers at starts. They're coming off down weeks last week, man, but they're in place. They're in place to have a great week, a great bounce back week this uh, week. Um, the Falcons are giving up the third most points to the wide receiver position this year. And on the Falcons, of course, you know, you're starting uh, Matt Ryan. You're starting uh, Julio, of course. You're starting Hooper, the number one tight end in the motherfucking game. Um, but really, I'm playing them this week. Um, the Rams are giving up the 10th most points to wide receivers lined up on the right, which is where really lines up most of the time. Um, who you liking this game? Did I miss anybody? Nah, nah, you on point. Everybody, right. it's, it's going to be a shootout, so basically you start <laughs> everybody. <laughs> exactly, man. When he, when he's high over-unders, man, like you, I want to try to get as many people in my lineup as possible because with that point total, man, you know what it says. Points are going to be scored. So. And we don't know if Ramsey is playing or not. I think he is expected to play. I think he, the, New kid uh, I in town. To, yeah, I forgot to uh, read that off on the notes, but he is expected to play this week, so he's going to be matched up with Julio. You know, you're going you're gonna to play Julio, but that's something you got to temper expectations with. Another thing to note, um, the Rams have been playing a lot of zone this year, and that's one of the reasons why Jalen Ramsey was, you know, getting kind of frustrated with the uh, Jaguars because they were playing a lot of zone, and, you know, he, his strength is man coverage. So I will be interested to see how they use him, like, or how they play defense with him in the lineup. So that's something to keep an eye on, but you're playing Julio no matter what. Um, on the sits, man, I got – Gerald Everett, man, uh, you know, he had two good games back-to-back, fell back down to earth last week. Um, he gets a middle-of-the-road matchup this week with the Falcons giving up the 16th most points to the tight ends. Uh, I know the tight end position is just fickle, though, man, so you might have to start him, but that's just something to keep in mind. And uh, Sanu, he's been kind of consistent for you. Hasn't been flashy or anything, but he's going to be matched up with Nick Roby Coleman who's great off as a 71, according to PFFs. And the Rams are giving up the 13th fewest points to slot receivers, which is where uh, Sanu lines up at. Um, that's all I got for that game, you know, besides the, the of course, starts. Uh, what you think? Anybody else? Uh, I, did forgot, I forgot to mention, too, uh, Daryl Henderson. I know I talked about it when we were talking about the news and notes and stuff, but uh, how do you feel about Would you start Daryl Henderson this week? I know Gurley's expected to play, but how do you feel about starting Daryl Henderson in the flex? Yeah, I start him in the flex if you really heard a running back, too. It sounds ugly, but even second running back has done well against the Falcons. Yeah. And I just don't know if it's going to be that Gurley game, you know, like first of the season where Malcolm Brown was getting goal line touches and all this extra stuff. But Yeah, man, especially with, with Gurley. I know he's expected to play, but he's still – got to be a little banged up man so i don't know how much they're going to use him um so i am kind of interested to see what Daryl. So how many touches you he getting seven to ten touches uh i think that's a useful flex right there yeah seven to ten touches I, I'll, I'll be happy with that because like i was gonna say last week he looked like the best back out there without Gurley. um i know he was having problems coming into the league with that wide zone scheme that the rams like to run but it seemed like he picked it up a little bit last week because he looked legit, bro. Like he turned, it was one play where he like took a handoff, turned that corner, and just like took off, bro. Like I like that speed, bro. You don't see that every day. So um, I am interested to see uh, what he does this week against the Falcons, who you know just they they're pretty good against the run, but 
I'm still like my running backs against them, man. Um, moving on to Miami at Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo is 17-point favorites. That is crazy. You don't see lines like that unless you're the Patriots. Um, the over-under is going to be 40 points, so it's going to be a low – expected to be a low-scoring game. Um, as Gabe would say, the great white hope, Josh <laughs> Allen, is definitely a start for me. Um, going against Miami, who's given up the second most points to quarterbacks this year. Uh, Gore and Singletary, I like both of them this week. Um, of course, Singletary is expected back. So him and Gore are great plays with Miami giving up the second most points to running backs at 33 points a game. Um, John, and we all know Singletary do- doesn't need a lot of touches to explode like that, man. Like he's averaging 10 yards a carry. So that shit's crazy. Downtown John Brown. Starting him. Uh, Miami's give, yeah, got to start down uh, John Brown. Miami's giving up the six most points to wide receivers line up on the right. Um, Cole Beasley is another little sneaky start this week. Um, he's been flying under the radar, but you know he's especially in PPR leagues, of course. Like he's that that floor is going to be up there every week. Um, he's going to be matched up with Jamal Witts, who is graded off as a 41 according to PFF, and they're giving up the fifth most points to wide receivers lined up in the slot. So Cole Beasley should have a nice game, man. You're not really expecting a touchdown out of him. But uh, with that great matchup and him being targeted a lot in that slot, I'm definitely uh interested in him this week oh yeah you got to with guys like chris godwin mike evans juice do and dj Moore out on bias this week Cole Beasley would be a nice little you know pick up for somebody to play agreed agreed man um dawson knox how you feel about him man if 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 you're somebody out there that got a player that you know you can just drop and not worried about it, I, I pick up Knox just for the potential to see could he be the red zone guy. Somebody got to turn into it. Yeah, yeah. So I know he had like one good game, and uh, people were kind of you know going to the waiver wire to pick him up, and he kind of fell back to earth these last couple games. But Miami has been vulnerable against the tight ends. They're giving up the 11th most points to them. You know, I don't know how much he'll be needed this game because they have great matchups pretty much all around for Buffalo. But, you know, for the DFS players and, the you know, people in them deep leagues or tight end premium leagues, Knox is definitely a guy to keep in mind when you're making your decisions this week. Um, For my sits, well, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Bro, Will it be Fitzmagic whole... this week? I don't think so. What you think? I think you sit the whole team. You can play with <laughs> Preston yeah. Williams. You can play with Preston Williams if you need a flex play. Or even Devontae Parker. You know. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't even uh I wouldn't even play Preston or Parker, man, to be honest. I guess if you're like super duper desperate and you just need a body in your lineup, maybe. Especially with Parker. Um he's had, I believe, fifty at least fifty yards and a touchdown um in every game except the Patriots. So, but like I said, I'm not excited about starting any uh, Dolphins player this week. Fitz, definitely. Um, he almost led him to a comeback last week, but there's no way I'm starting him against a Buffalo team, giving up nine points a game to quarterbacks. Nine. Crazy. Well, uh, you said what? Well, they pretty much wrapped this up. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And Drake, of course, you're sitting him. 17-point road dogs going against a Buffalo team that's giving up the 10th fewest points to running backs. And uh, 
look for him to get traded too in a you know coming weeks, man. You know he's been on a trade block lately. Um, interested to see if he goes somewhere. Because you know he's talented. I always believed in the talent, but that team is just too trash for him to do anything. Uh, so Jacksonville at Cincinnati. Uh, Jacksonville is four point favorites with the over under of forty four. So who's your uh, starts and sits for this uh, game, Javar? Well, I got you can start up Minshew this week. I know he had a horrible week last week, but he's playing the Bengals defense that's out that has the fourth lowest pass rush rating and has allowed the fourth most fantasy points to QBs up to this point. You start DJ Shark. He's becoming a must start every week. He's leading the league in uh, five end zone targets, which is fifth. And he's leading the league in 13 deep targets, which is fourth in the league. And the Bengals passing defense is coughing up 12 yards per completion. And the Bengals' cornerbacks are depleted with injuries, so fire him up. With running back Fournette, he's a must-start. He ranks third with 115 carries. The 26 receptions is eighth in the league. That's surprising, and that's on 37 targets. And he faces a defense that's gave up 10 TDs to running backs this year with 127 yards rushing on top of that. So you fire up Fournette. You hear that, yeah. Gabe? Fournette's going to have a good game, buddy. <laughs> right. Andy Dalton is always going to be passing each week, but until he gets some better pass catchers, you can just find him at the, the middle of the pack, like 15, 18 each week, even lower. But one thing about Boyd, I know he had a horrible week last week, but he was shadowed by Marlon Murphy. But luckily this week, there's no Murphy or Jalen Ramsey. Marlon Humphrey. Marlon Humphrey. <laughs> well, I said Murphy. Murphy, yeah. Let's <laughs> get that right, Gabe. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. Yep. So, boys should get back on track. He's seen the fourth most targets in the league, which is 59, and that's around 10 a game. And Alden Tate came alive last week with 12 targets, making some plays here and there throughout. And he, uh, he's starting all the snaps on a passing team that passes 71% of the time, which is the first in the league. And Jaguars' top top corners are now Trey Herndon, who has allowed 12 catches, 191 yards, and two TDs in the last three games. And he's been targeted on 23% of his coverage snaps. So Auden Tate is uh, some good consideration, considering all the people that are on buys. Now, Joe Mixon is a great talent, man. But with the Bengals always being down by, like, double digits or more, he hasn't had all the touches. But this game is kind of lined up to be close, and they're at home. And the Jaguar defense do allow 131 rushing yards per game. And a third most in the league in missed tackles with 54. And 52% of their rushing carries within the five are converted into TDs. So if you have a Joe Mixon, you can kind of take a breath and uh, hope he do some. And those my starts. Yeah. Just to, uh, you know, add a little more to Mixon, man. Um, I know you said that, you know, they've been down a lot, so his touches haven't really been there. But the thing that's just so frustrating to me is this guy is one of the best passing down backs in the game. And he's not getting targeted out the backfield. 
it's just it's just so weird because that, that lines up perfect for him. Like, you know, you're trailing, so draw up some plays for your running back, some dump offs, some screens, man. You have a at least a top five passing pass catching running back on your team, and you're not using him like that. So that's definitely frustrating, man. Hopefully they uh turn that around and start using him more in the passing game because he's more than capable of doing that. Um, you got Alden Tate, like you said, Trey, he's going to be matched up with Trey Herndon, and he's uh, just wanted to say he's uh, rated a 41, according to PFF. And I don't know if you watched the tape last week, but he, I think he caught five catches last week, or five or seven catches. But every single one of those catches were like highlight real catches, bro. The dude's like 6'5", 220, so he has that X-type receiver body frame, man. And he, he kind of licked the part last week, man. Um, so, so definitely like him this week. And Adding on to that, AJ Green on the trade market, is he? Yeah, they said that about a couple weeks ago. Um, Zach Taylor did come in and kind of quiet those rumors down, but you know how that is. People I remember the uh the um the Jalen Ramsey thing, man, like me and Gabe were talking or whatever, and he was like, uh Marcus Peters, why did it wonder why they traded Marcus Peters? And I was like, I have no idea unless Jalen Ramsey's on the way over to uh to the Rams. He was like, nah, man, I'm, I listen to the radio and they, they say that's not going to happen. It's no way or blah, blah, blah. Then an hour later, he gets traded to the Rams. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it just, it, it ain't final when, when the coach or anybody other than the GM, really the GM collide too, but it just ain't final until something happens or doesn't happen, bro. So got to take, you know, just take that for what it's worth. Um, He could still be on the trading block because they're not going nowhere this year and he is aging and they can get some nice capital for him. Um, okay. Yep. So that's uh pretty much all I got. Uh, I agree with everything you said. Um, so we're gonna move on to the Minnesota and at Detroit game. Minnesota is one and a half point favorites. Uh, the over under is forty five. Starts I got is T.J. Hawkinson. You know he's kind of had a disappointing year after that first game when he played the Arizona Cardinals. Pretty where everybody goes off against Cardinals. Uh, but he's had about like four or five touchdowns that he could have had, but he dropped them. So, you know, with him getting them end zone targets like that, like I, eventually I feel like you got to catch him. Like if you keep getting end zone targets. So I'm rolling him out there again this week. He has another good matchup with Minnesota allowing the eighth most points to tight ends. Uh, Marvin Jones, he's going to be matched up with Xavier Rhodes, who's been – like I said a couple weeks ago or the last couple weeks, he's been a shell of himself this year. He's just not the same Xavier Rhodes. He's rated as a 55.7 according to PFF. Um, so And they're giving up the 10th most points to the receivers lineup on the left. So I do like Marvin Jones this week. Um, of course, you're playing Adam Thielen. Uh, how do you feel about Stephon Diggs after that 40-point game last week? You know, he's an X-factor, so, you know, he's going to have his big games, his small games, then his wide receiver two games he's supposed to have. But, you know, if I got him, I'm starting, hoping to see it again. But it's a watch and see for me. Yeah. So, um, Dylan is expected to be shadowed by Darius Slay, so that leaves, you know, Stephon Diggs with the better matchup. Um, So, yeah, like you said, I will start him this week. But I do got a feeling that it's going to be a Dalvin Cook game. The last couple of weeks, they ran into some tough run defenses, so they had to pass the ball more. But against Detroit, man, they've been vulnerable against the run. So this um, Stephon Diggs might come back down to earth this week, and Dalvin Cook might just have another one of those monster weeks like he's had the first, like, five weeks of the season. 
That's all I got for the starts. For the sits, I got uh, Matthew Stafford has another tough matchup this week with Minnesota giving up the 13th fewest points to quarterbacks. Um, carry on. You're starting him if you have him because he's getting value. He's dominating touches for three weeks straight. But he hasn't been too efficient with those touches. I know he saved his day with a touchdown last week. But Minnesota is tough against the run. Um, and they're giving up the fifth fewest points to running backs. So, like I said, I know you're starting them, but you might want to temper expectations and not expect too much out of carry on. Anything else you got for this game? Uh, nope. All nope. right. We moving on to Oakland at Green Bay. Green Bay is four and a half point favorites with the over under of 47. Rogers, man, I feel sorry for him right here. He has nobody out there catching the ball for him. Like we said in the news and notes, MVS, Allison, Devontae Adams, all out. Who's going to be catching the ball for him this week? Me and you. Yeah, we can go out there and catch the ball for him. Uh, I do, uh, you know, Adam, I think his name is Alan Lazard. He caught that touchdown last week. Um, He could be in play this week as a nice little flex play because, I mean, they got to do it to somebody, man. So he could be a nice play. Aaron Jones might have. You know, have to get more targets out the backfield. and have to lean on the running game more. Um, but, you know, with all that being said, I am starting Aaron Rodgers this week. He has a great matchup. Um, Oakland's allowing 11th most points to quarterbacks. Um, Graham, how do you feel about Graham? He's a shell of himself right now, and he's touchdown dependent. So, you know, if you if that's all you got at tight end, you ain't got no choice. Yeah. So, would you go Knox or Jimmy Graham? It's about the same. Uh, I would probably go Graham just since they don't have any receivers out there like that. So he might have to lead on Graham a little bit more. And he does have a, a slightly better matchup than Knox. They're, uh, Oakland's giving up the seventh most points to tight ends uh, with 14 points a game. So, you know, with everything considered, I think Graham might be the better play. But I do think he needs to get a touchdown for him to be like, you know, finish as a top 12 tight end this week. He's not the guy that's just going to get yardage. Um, another thing we forgot to mention in the news and notes, Tyrell Williams um, is ruled out for this week. Uh, I think he has turf toe. So, you know, him and Devontae Adams both got turf toe, both missed multiple weeks. So don't expect him this week. Uh, for my sits, of course, I'm sitting Derek Carr. He's been terrible this year, of course, like everybody knew. Uh, the matchup doesn't help uh, with Green Bay giving up the six fewest points to quarterbacks. And, of course, you're starting Darryl, um, Darren Waller if he plays. He popped up on an injury report in the middle of the week, and, you know, we don't really like to hear that, man. But you just got to keep an eye out for injury, um, the injury reports, you know, leading up to the games. But, you know, if he yeah. plays, you got to start him, man, especially with him getting that uh, lucrative contract, man. Right. He, yep. He got paid. And also, uh, the Packers are the fifth best defense against tight ends, so. When start him, just be aware. Yep, got a temper yeah. expectation. So he got two things working against him. He got the injury concerns, and he does have a tough matchup. But with all that being considered, if he plays, I'm starting him because, like the Packers, they don't really have nobody catching the ball for him. They, they traded for Zay Jones and during their bye week. But who's getting excited about Zay Jones? I know I ain't. <laughs> all right, so moving on. You got anything else? Sound good. Sound good to me. Next game, we got Houston at Indian Indianapolis Colts. Um, it's a pick 'em. 
and uh, over under is 47 and a half. So that should be that's pretty high scoring game. It should be. Uh, Javar, who you got for your starts and sits of that game? Uh, starting off, I got Jacoby Brissett. He's a start so far. He has had multiple t- TDs and all, but one of his games this season, and he's facing the Texans defense that's allowing 20 fantasy points per game to opposing QBs. And the Texans defense pressure QBs 20% of the time. And while Brissett has thrown nine TDs from a clean pocket, Brissett is a great play this week, especially in two QB leagues and as a streaming option in QB1 leagues. And now we have T.Y. Hilton. Should be back to healthy and ready to play after the bye. After the last game, I know it didn't look good, but they was committed to the run. This game should turn around as it should be a shootout. Texans corners are slow and vulnerable, which is great for T.Y. He plays well against the Texans. As the two games last year, he had 15 catches for 314 yards and no TDs. And to go through this tight end situation, hopefully you're not starting either one of them. But Jack Doyle is getting 70% of the snaps. Ebron has not been on the field much because he does not block well. And the Colts have been running a lot. So do with that as you will. But don't start any of them. Mac is always a great play. Him and, him and his offensive lines continue to be a problem for defense. Mac is averaging 17 routes per game, which is up from last year. And the Texans defense is allowing the most receptions per game to running back and has allowed running backs to score through the air in two straight games. Mac is a borderline running back one this week. So Return that's really of the Mac. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really all I got for the, the Colts over there. And then moving on to the Texans, Deshaun Watson is starting to heat up, baby. And back-to-back games, he has been huge. Even with his legs, he is leading all QBs and five rushing touchdowns. Bet you ain't know that. Bet you thought it was Lamar Jackson. Uh, no, I didn't know. That's a good stat. Right. He has handled 40% of the offensive carries from within the five-yard line, which is second second in the league. He's completed 70% of his red zone passes, and this success should continue this week as the close defense are missing their best players. Now, oh, D-Hop, man. Hopefully he comes back to life this week, Please. which he should. You know, even though with the, the low games, he still had nine reception lag sweep for 55 yards. Hopkins was second in all of football for yards per pass route Last year, this year, he is 39th right now. So that's been a huge letdown. That's been his downfall, that he has been target downfield. But the, the healthy thing is he's seeing nine targets per game with a 28% target share, which is fourth in the league. As I said, he's not being used downfield, but the Colts like to play a soft zone defense and keep everything in them, which could bode well for Hopkins. And on top of that, of course, I allow 16 fantasy points per week to receivers who line up on the left side, and Hopkins lines up on the left side 40% of the time. So, as weird as this sounds, this could be DeAndre Hopkins' breakout game. <laughs> uh, I know. And uh, as for all the Will Fuller truthers and people who have Will Fuller, I have Will Fuller as a sit. Ooh. You know, you. 
you can you can play it because the Colts, you know, are allowing only one play of forty yards or more, and they have seventeen plays with yards of at least twenty so far this year. But to go on top of that, Fuller is targeted, been targeted seventeen times downfield this year, which is first in league, and uh, Deshaun Watson throws down the field 17% of the time. So it's something to watch. If you got Will Fuller, I'll find him around as a wide receiver three, maybe flex. Now on to the running backs. Carlo High has been surprised and producing on his games where he get 20-plus touches, and he's seeing a stack box 16% of the time versus 34% last year. That's why we see he's been doing well. And the Colts are averaging five yards per carry and surrendering 55% of all runs from within the five-yard line are coming into touchdowns. So Hyde is a, I mean, a running back two this week. Unfortunately, Duke Johnson is not getting enough touches as he's been decent on his on his opportunities. He's just not getting enough of them. So Duke is a sit. I like it, and that does make me sad that just Duke is just people hate Duke. I don't get it, but anyway. Right. Um. So you said Fuller was a sit. I, I wouldn't have him as a wide receiver two. I got him as a wide receiver three, maybe flex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think defense. Yeah, I definitely think you got to start him this week. Um, like you say, I mean, he looked his performance was disappointing last week. Um, if you just look at the box score, but the fact that he got nine targets and he dropped three potential touchdowns, like literally in his hands, and he just he just dropped them. So he's still getting them end zone targets. Um, so you got to keep rolling out these guys as getting these end zone targets because, as I always say, those are the easiest way to get touchdowns, bro. If you're if you're in the the end zone, while you know the quarterback throws the ball to you, that's the best possible chance to get a touchdown. So as long as he keeps getting those, I'm firing him up. He also gets a plus matchup against Pierre Desir, Pierre Desir um, who is ranked as a 50, uh, 50 according to PFF. So yeah, I can, I'm keeping. I'm gonna keep firing him up. And like you said, hopefully this, you know, um, Hopkins turns it around this week. He's been getting the targets still, um, but they're using him like a possession style receiver, which is kind of weird. Like his A dot is like seven yards in the last like three games and that's horrible for a receiver like that's like tight end numbers right there so um they need to start using him more down the field like he's used to doing um and hopefully that happens this week man is i mean because we have a we have a big enough sample size of knowing who deandre hopkins is so it's it's just hard to believe that this is keep this a keep up he gotta break break through uh sometime man Everything is adding up to be to be that week. So if it don't happen that week, man, she exactly. Moving on to the Arizona at New York Giants game. New York Giants are three point favorites at home, and uh, over under is forty nine and a half points. So looking at another potential shootout right here. My starts, uh, of course, you're starting David Johnson. David Johnson. And, of course, you're starting Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Kyler Murray's favorite target. Of course, you're starting Saquon and Evan Ingram. But Kyler Murray, and, of course, I think he's he's moving up to must-start territory himself. Coming off his uh, best. You disagree? Yeah. yeah, I agree. And if Kirk healthy, you can yeah. start him. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, he's coming off his best game as a pro. Gets another beautiful matchup against the Giants, giving up the fourth most points to quarterbacks. And just another, you know, just a little stat as to why he's been, like, going bonkers these last couple of weeks or last, like, month, really. Um, the first two games, 17 rush yards. The last four games, 221 rush yards. Yeah, so that well, I don't know about that. But that cheat code is finally starting to, you know, take shape. Um, you know, the reason why I was talking him up so much this year is because not only can he throw the ball well, but he can run the ball well. So but those two click him in, it's you know, and then, you know, if and he still is not throwing for a lot of touchdowns. He do he threw three last week, but that was his first game, I believe. He threw three touchdowns. So if he keeps doing that along with Russian you're looking at a possible top five quarterback, maybe even top three. Um, so, yeah, definitely like Kyler this week. Danny Dimes. Even though Pat, uh, Patrick Peterson is back this week for the Cardinals, you know, he was suspended for the first, what was it, six games? Um, he's back this week. Um, but I'm still rolling Danny Dimes out there because all you got to do is just not throw to Patrick Peterson. Um, Arizona's giving up the third most points, two quarterbacks this year. So I like Danny Dimes. You like him? Yeah. Danny Dimes. Uh, Kirk, like you said, you're uh, starting him. He's going to be matched up with uh, Janoris Jenkins, who is graded out as a 57 and a half, according to PFF. And Arizona is giving up the second most points to receivers lined up on the left, which is, uh, well, he lines up in a slot too, but he lines up on, on the left a lot also because they haven't been running a lot of those four raw receiver sets lately. They've been running, like, uh, the two tight end sets. I forgot what number the personnel is, but uh, definitely gets a good matchup this week. Um, Golden Tate with no Shepard this game. Um, Golden Tate will get a lot of volume this game. He's be matched up with Tremaine Brock, who is a uh, 63.4, according to PFF. And Arizona is giving up the second most points to wide receivers lineup in the slot this year. How you like Tate this week? I love Tate. I love anybody who in the slot for Danny Dimes. Facts. Um, Darius Slayton could be a nice little sneaky play this week. Uh, He's going to be matched up with Byron Murphy, who is graded off as a 62. Um, So, of course, with no uh, Sterling Shepard, he could be in line for a pretty decent game. I actually don't have any sits this game, man. I actually don't have any sits. Uh, You know, it's, it's... Two bad defenses, so it's kind of hard to label anybody as a sit. And, uh, again, I said it in the news and notes, Chase Edmonds. Um, you definitely want to look out for him, um, especially if David Johnson doesn't play this week. But even if he does play, I think uh, Chase, uh, Chase Edmonds can provide nice flex value this week. Definitely. He's been looking good. Yes, sir. Moving on to the next game, we got San Francisco at Washington. San Francisco is 10-point favorites, and we have a 41-and-a-half over and under. And if you remember, this will be a Kyle Shanahan revenge game. Uh, I don't know if you saw that uh, press conference, man, but the dude asked him, like, yo, so what was your uh, the best you know memory that you have from when you were coaching at the Redskins? And he was like, you know, being you know, being able to coach with my dad and, you know, be there with him, that was probably the best part. And it was like, uh, the worst part? He said everything else. I was like, damn, <laughs> bro. Shots fired, bro. I think it's just that whole organization, how it's run, and as a whole, it's something. 
Definitely. He has to be. Definitely. Because he's not the first person to, you know, talk down about the Washington Redskins. Right. But uh, who you got for your starts and sits of this game? So, well, I know Jenny Garoppolo has basically been a game manager so far. Has it looked good. However, he's playing the Redskins this weekend. And they're allowing 26 completions per game with two pads and TDs on top of that. So, Grob is attractive this week if you in a one QB league and has somebody on by or hurt, fire him up. Two QB league, definitely a start. Next, I have Samuels may be out this game hurting, so therefore Pettis is going to see a ticking targets against this horrible defense. So if you have Pettis, you can fire him up wide receiver three-ish, two. And if he don't do nothing this week, I'm I'm, I'm really out on Pettis. He and just starting to heat up, though, man. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying this week, if he don't break out and have a good game this week with Samuels out, and it's basically just him and uh, Goodwin, Mm-hmm. I think if he don't break out, man. Yeah, I feel you. His snaps have been rising considerably the last three weeks. Went um, 42, 63, and then last week he had 72%. So uh, it does look like he's starting to round into shape. I know he started off really horrible this year. Um, but, yeah, he has a great matchup, like you said. Matched up with Fabian. Um, I can't pronounce his last name. I don't want to mess it up. Starts with an M. Uh, but that guy's ranked as a uh, or rated as a forty three point seven according to PFF. So yeah, I definitely uh, I like Pettis this week. Uh, but sorry to cut you off. You go ahead. And then the running backs right now, just to give you a little info on the running backs. Coleman is now the one A. He has forty five percent of the snaps in the last two weeks. Four carries inside the five yard line. Hence Wilson Jr. was a healthy scratch. Coleman is a must start each week as he's the one getting a lot of touches in the best rushing attack in football that rushes 56% of their plays. Britta is a safe running back to play. As I stated, they run the ball so much and he's averaging around 15 touches per game. So you can fire him up each week looking for running back two. moving on to the Redskins. If you got scary Terry for me, it's a scary start this week, considering the 49ers held the Rams receivers to 35 yards total. But Terry Scare has done well against New England and Chicago defense. So if you got him, do with that as you please. I have AP. It's not a start for me. Nobody has rushed in for a TD against San Francisco. And uh, we don't need to talk about anybody else on the Redskins. Uh, anything else? Did I miss something? Um, just a couple more notes. Uh, like you said about Coleman and Brita, I do agree that Coleman is the 1A, um, mainly because of the goal line carries. Coleman has four carries inside the five, um, while Brita only has zero. He has none. Um, Marquise Gilwin also could be a nice play this week. And He's going to be lined up against Norman, who's also a shell of himself this year. He's ranked uh, rated as a 52, according to PFF. And Washington's allowing the third most points to wide receivers lined up on the right. And like you said, man, McLaurin does get a tough matchup, man. But after he did that against the Bears and the Patriots, really, because I don't think anybody's gotten 50 yards against Gilmore this year. 
So after he did that, he became a must start to me. So um, he must start wide receiver one. Well, I won't call him a wide receiver one, but definitely a wide receiver two. And you know, wide receiver twos are pretty much almost must borderline ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You doing wide receiver two leagues? Just got like so. great matchups somewhere, you know, everywhere else. But yeah, he's that. He's having a great year, man. He's the only bright spot on the Washington Redskins. So whoever drafted him in dynasty, because he was going like the third round, bruh, and I didn't get no shares of him at all, and I am so disappointed. Yes, sir. I Let me get him. him. Let me get him, Javon. Hey, should have got him this off season. <laughs> Anyway, moving on to the next game, we got the Los Angeles Chargers at Tennessee. Tennessee is uh, two-point favorites, and the over-under is going to be 39 and a half. You know, they got their new quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. They benched that guy, Mariota. And it just seemed like he was on a short leash anyway, man, because if you – I don't know if you knew, but coming into that game last week, he had no turnovers. He turned the ball over twice last week, and they benched him just like that and named Tannehill the starter for this week. So it's just like they were looking for a reason to bench Mariota, and and you know honestly I don't disagree with them because he just he's not doing anything for them, for that team, man. But anyway, on um, starts and sits, of course I got Hunter Henry. He picked up right where he left off last week and should continue to do that this week against the only weak spot really in the Tennessee defense. They're giving up the twelfth most points to the tight ends. Derrick Henry, um, he had a down week last week, but everybody had a down week on the Tennessee Titans. But this should be a bounce-back game for him with such a low over-under and Tennessee being home favorites. Um, you know, he's going to eat. And the uh, Chargers are allowing the 12th most points to running backs this year. So look for him to get a lot of volume this year, uh, this week and, you know, a great chance of getting into the end zone. Mike Williams is another start for me. He hasn't really been doing a lot. But he's, he's gotten decent, though. Yeah, he's been decent, and he's gotten 23 targets over the last two games. And a lot of people are wondering why Keenan Allen's kind of production has dropped a little bit. It might be because Mike Williams is getting heavily targeted. Um, so the last two games, like I said, 23 targets, and Tennessee's giving up the 11th most points to wide receivers lineup on the left, which is where he's at. So uh, I'm, I'm going to continue to play guys that's getting that type of volume because I know eventually they're going to have a blow-up game, and this might be the week for that. Um, that's all I got for my starts. Um, the sits, uh, of course, I'm gonna Gordon and Eckler, man. They're tricky, man. They're they're real tricky this year, um, because you know Eckler was beasting. He was like the number one running back without Gordon there. So with Gordon coming back, it seems like they're trying to find that balance of using both of them because, of course, you can't really take Eckler off the field with him playing like that. And Gordon is like your stud running back, so you got to work him in. And I think he's still working some of that rust off from missing preseason and and the first you know month month and a half of the season pretty much. So I mean I think you got to start them, but it's it's tough man because they're also going against Tennessee who's been great against the run. They're allowing the 11th fewest points against running backs. So I'm tempering expectations. How you feel about that? If I got Melvin Gordon, I feel more safer because I'm hoping Melvin Gordon will be the red zone guy. But if I got Eckler, I feel safer as firing him as, as a flex play. Yeah, I could dig that, man. Shit just crazy, man. It's, it's, Gordon doesn't look right out there, and it's like they're forcing an the issue with him. So, 
And to be honest and to be a little selfish here, I, I hope he does continue to look a little rusty because Gabe has him and I'm playing him and I need this win this week, man. <laughs> so continue to knock that rust off, Gordon. Sorry, Joe, I know you I know you got him too, bro, but I ain't playing your ass this week where you got him. But where I got him, uh I ain't, I ain't saying we're tanking, but hey. That's I ain't saying we're taking, but we're taking. <laughs> uh, I'm putting, I'm putting in who's supposed to start. <laughs> but hell, the fall from grace, Javar. Damn, boy. Bro, it was Antonio Brown, bro. If it went for Antonio Brown, I still be. I think I still be good. Antonio Brown and Melvin Gordon, bro. That was like your your top two players, pretty much. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't have traded. Uh, I wouldn't have traded for Melvin Gordon if AB was playing. If AB was playing. I would have still felt I was in the hunt. I would have killed Aaron Jones and Thielen, and I wouldn't trade for Melvin Gordon and a Damn, first man. round pick. Damn, Antonio Brown, man, you out here fucking up dynasty squads left and right, bro. Right, I'm, I'm like, he out this year, so let me play for next year. That's why I was like, yeah, I'll trade for next year. Thank God I ain't got his ass. But anyway, uh, Phillip Rivers. <laughs> Phillip Rivers, uh, he's a sit for me. Tennessee has been solid against quarterbacks, allowing the ninth fewest points against them this year. And uh, I just – Rivers is just that guy that's going to – you know, he might get you a high floor, but that ceiling, man, he just doesn't have a ceiling. And it's been like that for the last few years. So I uh, don't like him this week. Tannehill, I don't even know why I mentioned him, but he's a new starter, so I figured I'd talk about him a little bit. He did take over from Mariota, but it's no way he, I'm putting him in my starting lineup especially with uh, the Chargers giving up the eighth-fewest points to quarterbacks. Delaney Walker is another guy that you probably won't hear about in the matchups anymore because he hasn't been relevant since week one when he scored that 20-point game. So I don't know if he's injured and he's just playing through it, but uh, he gets a tough matchup with uh, the Chargers giving up 15th-fewest points to tight end. So it's a middle-of-the-road matchup, but with him playing bad, it just it's probably a bad matchup for him. And um, the, all, all of the Tennessee receivers, of course, their sits. I'm not playing them this week, but I am keeping an eye out for them to see how they perform with Tannehill under center. Because one thing about Mariota, he just didn't throw down the field. So with A.J. Brown and Corey Davis, who are good field stretchers, they just wasn't being used properly. So um, hopefully Tannehill can air it out more. I mean, he's a backup quarterback. He might as well take shots, right? Well, you have to lose, right? But, you know, when Tannehill played, he did throw to uh, the slots. You're right, right, Jarvis Landry. That is a good That is a good point. So, Adam Humphreys. Right. And he was he was relevant. So, I, I want to grab me a couple Humphrey shares this week. Yeah. I've I seen him out there in a couple leagues, man, but it's just, like, so gross. <laughs> I, I mean, I have people I can drop. Now, I feel you, you know, it's certain leagues that I didn't have players where I could drop on, so I couldn't get them. I can't wait for the day where I cannot have a – I don't have a mental block on certain players. You know how there's just certain players you just see and you just like, <laughs> ew, bruh. Like, you don't like them unless they're on your team doing good. But, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, if, if Adam Humphrey has, like, a great game this week and you try to trade on to me, bro, I'm like, bro, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's just how I deal with certain players, bro. I got to stop, man. But, but yeah, that's definitely something to keep in mind. Adam Humphrey's – with that uh, slot connection to Tannehill, he could uh, provide decent value. Not this week, maybe, but, you know, just going forward, something to keep an eye on. Anything else you got for this game, bro? Nah, I'm good. All right, we're moving on to New Orleans at Chicago. Chicago coming off a bye. 
They're three and a half point favorites with the over under of 37, man. So they, they expect this to be super low scoring. New Orleans is missing a lot of players. Like we said in the uh, news and notes, uh, we got uh Kamara missing and Jerry Cook missing. So, uh, yeah. And then, of course, Breeze is still out. So uh, they're missing a lot of pieces, man, but they are well coached. So that uh, New Orleans plus three and a half looks pretty good to the betting people out there. But anyway, talking about fantasy, Trubisky, he could be a nice streaming option this week. Um, New Orleans is allowing the six most points to quarterbacks. So, you know, the over-under is pretty low. So he might, you know, might a lot of points won't be scored, but I think his floor will be safe enough for you. And, you know, he could provide some rushing value. And Latavius Murray, he, of course, is a start, man, because volume is king. And the fact that Chicago hasn't really been shut down, as, you know, we're accustomed to seeing in the past. And they're going to be even more vulnerable this week with Akeem Hicks out for the game, which he was like their anchor, you know, in the run game. So definitely going to take a hit with him out. So I'm firing Murray up as a solid RB2 against them, and they're allowing the 13th most points to running backs this year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Anthony Miller. I know, I know, I know. But uh, I got to start anybody playing any slot receiver going against the – the Saints, you know what I mean? And the crazy thing about it, P.J. Williams is going to be suspended for two games. So, you know, he was sorry. He was he was really bad, bro. I think he was ranked as, uh, rated as like a 50, according to PFF. Patrick Robinson is the guy that's going to be replacing him. And what do you know? He has a lower grade than P.J. Williams, bro. He is graded out as a 30 on PFF. Another thing to uh, keep in mind is Anthony Miller shed his shoulder brace in that last game in London, and that's when most of his production game came. I think he had like a long uh, catch. He almost scored on that play, um, but he took the, the the brace off, and he's not expected to wear it this week. So hopefully that was holding him back. If y'all remember, that was one of my like late round targets. So, um, you know, if you're desperate, maybe start him. Like like the last time I mentioned him to start, but uh, definitely keep an eye on him this week. And um, Lil Jordan Humphrey. That's just an honorable mention, bro, because he got a cool name, bro. <laughs> I never even know he existed, bro. <laughs> Dude's name is Lil Jordan, bro. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, there ain't no nickname. I thought you put the little in front of that. You, nah, bro. I was on. I was doing my research for the game, bro. And you know, I did did my note on Anthony Miller, bro. And then right under Andy, Anthony Miller, I see Lil Jordan. I'm like, where? What the fuck? <laughs> That's his name, bro. <laughs> So yeah, we, he's he's got to get mentioned here just for that reason, bro. That's that's an awesome name to have. What's up, little Jordan? But right. Anyway, uh, for my sits, man, uh, David Montgomery, of course. You know, he just not has he just hasn't been that three down back that we were hoping to see this year. But Tariq Cohen out there, he's still being used more than we like. But uh, you know, if you have him, you're probably starting him. This is just I got him as a sit just to temper expectations because his last um. Last three games, he has played about 60, 67, 69% of the snaps. And he does have a great shot again in the end zone. He's uh, tied for third in the league with seven carries inside the five. So with that, as long, it's the same with end zone targets. If your running back is getting carries inside the five-yard line, he has the best chance to score a touchdown. So definitely like that for him. Just tempering expectations for him, like I said. Uh, Trey Burton. Um, and uh, New Orleans is shutting down tight ends this year. They're allowing the eighth fewest points, and he's just not really evolved in the game plan this year. I don't know if he's still kind of, you know, 
limited with that injury that he was coming off of, but he just hasn't been real good this year. Allen Robinson is another guy I'm starting, but I got him in a sense because I'm tempering expectations. He is expected to be shadowed by um, Marshawn Lattimore, who's been, you know, Lattimore started off the year pretty bad, uh, but I believe that was because they were playing a lot of zone defense in New Orleans. Switch state, um, since they switched it up and allowed him to play man more, he shut down Mari Cooper, um, Mike Evans, he had him to a goose egg, and DJ Chark in the last three weeks. So, you know, that's pretty good names right there to keep in check. And he's got Allen Robinson, who has been pretty good this year. But I'm tempering expectations against uh, Marshawn Lattimore. Anything else you got in this game? You mentioned those names. That might be a a sit. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly, man. Allen Robinson is like the only legit threat they have in a receiving game. So he should see enough volume to not really crush your squad, you know, but I just wanted to put them, you know, point that out that I'm tempering expectations this week. I can dig it. Can you dig it? We right. can dig it. Face ass. <laughs> Face ass. But uh, moving on to the next game, we got Baltimore at Seattle. This is a good one, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to this game. Um, Seattle is three and a half point favorites over under a 49. So that should be another shootout. We got like, some pretty good, uh, pretty high overrunners this week, man. Loving that. So my starts, I got Mark Ingram, of course. He has a, you know, he has a middle of the road matchup, but he's been way too solid to consider going away from him. Um, he's also tied for second in the league with eight carries inside the five. So he has a great shot of getting a touchdown every week. On the other side, Chris Carson, same with him. They have a middle of the road matchup, but he's been great these last four weeks. Um, you know, he had them fumbling issues to start the year off. And I guess he heard them chirpings about Rashad Penny maybe taking some touches away from him. He was like, oh, hell no. So he's uh he's been way better the last month of the year or last month of the season. Definitely starting him. He's an every week start, but I just had to mention that. Um, DK Metcalf. Um, if you remember when they played the Rams, and I forgot what week it was a few weeks ago, he burnt Peters for that long touchdown. And I don't know if you noticed. Well, you probably do notice, of course. Marcus Peters is now with the Ravens. So he has another <laughs> great chance of burning Marcus Peters again this week. I can see Wilson trying to connect with him on, a, on another long touchdown. And he should, also, he should also get a bump in red zone looks with uh, Will Disley. Sad, sad story. Will Disley out for the year, man. You know, we didn't have no Monday uh, show, man, so we really can't mention that. But Will Disley, man, that, that sucked, man, because he was having a great year. Yeah, tell me about it. Had that horrible uh, injury last year that a lot of people didn't even think he was going to come back from. But he came back and was better than last year, bro. So definitely uh, get well soon, Disney, man. We're going we gonna to miss you, bro. Um, and, of course, you're starting uh, Russell Wilson. That guy's beasting this year. He has still not throwing for a lot of uh, passes, but he's throwing to the end zone a lot. And when you're throwing to the end zone, I want, I want that guy in my lineup because – you're going to get a, way more touchdowns than a guy that's not – that's depending on, you know, long touchdowns. So yeah. definitely starting him. Throwing to the end zone make you the number one quarterback. Exactly, mm-hmm. man. Exactly. And he's uh he's rushing too more than last year, so I definitely like that. I mean, you got to rush your quarterback. And he's not one of these quarterbacks that's just rushing recklessly. He's sliding when he needs to. He's getting out of bounds when he needs to. And he's only rushing when he really needs to. He's a See smart what CC do to you? Exactly. Yeah, 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 right. Exactly. <laughs> He's stupid. Uh, for my sit, I only got one sit, really. 
Um, and that's and he's not really a sit. You got to start him. But uh, Tyler Lockett. Um, that's just another guy that I'm tempering expectations with this uh, week. He's expected to be shadowed by Marlon Humphrey. Um, and you remember when Marlon Humphrey did the Tyler Boyd last week? Exactly. Tyler uh, Boyd held Tyler Boyd in check, and OBJ, he also held him in check. And he Was that him who choked OBJ out in that game? He <laughs> <laughs> straight up owned OBJ in that game, bro. Like, how you get shut down and choked out in the same damn game, bro? Yeah. Jake, be better, bro. But anyway, yeah, you got like I said, you're starting him in, and he should see a nice little uptick in volume with uh, Will Disley being out, so more um, passes to go around. But that's a tough matchup, man, so just be aware of that. I know somebody that's starting him against me in a league that I really need to win in, and his name, his name rhymes with Schmabe. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he listens to this shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, he, he can't gonna, defend he, himself, bro. <laughs> he like, right, he gonna have, I will say he, he started the uh, Yeah, yeah. I will say that he started the Kansas City defense against me, bro. And that shit sucks so bad, bro. It's like, damn, bro. I didn't even know his ass had uh, Kansas City defense, bro. You know how I feel then. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> it was kind of, you know, that's the thing of playing in multiple leagues, bro. You gonna, you love it when you're, uh, <laughs> you, you know, your player does good, but. You look at your other matchups and see that you're going against that same freaking player, bro. It's just like, damn, bro. Now I can't even get too happy, bro. Right. But, uh, yeah, so um, anyway, moving on to the next game. Sunday night, we got Philadelphia at Dallas. Dallas coming in as a three-point favorite um, with the over-under of 49, so another high. Over-under, another expected shootout. Uh, my starts, I got uh, Dak. Prescott, man. I know he hasn't really looked good the last couple weeks, but that's nothing this weak-ass Philly secondary can't fix. They're allowing the 13th most points to the QB position, so I'm firing him up this week. You know, it's a division game, too, man, so yeah, they're going to want to beat the shit out of the Eagles, man. Um, Jordan Howard, I think this is a Jordan Howard week. Um, Dallas is vulnerable against the run. They're allowing the 10th most points to running backs. Um, so I like him this week, and of course he's gonna be that goal line back. Miles Sanders, man. Um, you know, he's been disappointing this this year to start off. Um, he did get that long touchdown last week. And, you know, with uh Deshaun Jackson still not practicing, uh, little people, a lot of people don't know that Miles Sanders has been their best like downfield threat. So that's something to keep in mind if uh Deshaun Jackson doesn't play. You might want to look at um, trying to get Miles Sanders into your lineup. I'm not really expecting nothing on the ground, but with him being used in a passing game a lot, I do like that. How you feel yeah, about this? Is Darren Sproles, Sproles hurt? Uh, yeah, I think he is hurt. I think he, uh, I still think he's he's not expected to play this week. So that's why he's been the passing threat. But, yeah, a flex play, maybe even, you know, last couple of weeks he's been putting on running back two numbers, but he's a safe flex play for sure. All right. Um, uh, Michael Gallup. Of course, you're starting uh, Mari Cooper, by the way, and Zeke. But uh, Michael Gallup, he's been lights out this year. Every, Pretty much every game he's played in, he's been a beast. So that second-year leap is definitely working out for him. And he actually you know, gets a bump with Amari Cooper playing this week because he's, his numbers are better with Amari Cooper in the lineup. Um, no, he's going to be matched. He, you said what? He's not playing this week. He is playing. Amari Cooper? Yeah, he's expected to play this week. 
Uh, Damn, Randall Cobb. I said it in the news and notes, Javar. What you was doing, man? Damn. <laughs> I can't tell you. Pay attention, man. No, I'm just fine. But uh, he's going. Michael Gallup's going to be matched up with Razul Douglas, who is grading out as a 59 according to PFF. Philly's also given up the fifth most points to wide receivers lineup on the left, which is where Gallup's at. So definitely fire him up as a. He's like a borderline wide receiver one for me this week, man. Especially with Amari Cooper in the lineup, so. Definitely like him this week. Another guy I'm mad I missed out on in redraft leagues. Um, yeah. Alshon Jeffrey. How do you feel about him this week? Alshon Jeffrey. Until Deshaun Jackson back. I feel good about Alshon. He's been a red zone target. He's getting touched down. You know, I don't even know where Ertz is coming into play. <laughs> no. You know? Earth's, Earth's yeah. touchdowns have been down, but he's he's been getting solid volume. But yeah, I, um, Alshon Jeffrey, I'm cool firing him up as a, like a low end wide receiver too. Um, he's gonna be matched up with Byron Jones, who's great out as a 68. Um, but uh, Dallas doesn't allow a lot of points to the left side, so wide receivers line up on the left, which is where Alshon lines up a lot. But like you said, Deshaun Jackson's not there, so it should be some more targets to go around. And Alshon is that red zone threat. So, like every week, he has a great shot at getting a touchdown. That's all I got for my starts of that game. Sits, man. Zeke, of course, I got him as a sit. Uh, I got him in a sit section, but, of course, you're starting him. Um, but you got, I got him here because you got to temper expectations, man. We all know that Philly is shut down against the run. They're giving up the four fewest points to running backs. And, you know, with the anybody with a brain, I just feel like you can't just run him into that defense, man. Like, you got to find out other ways to get him involved. So, hopefully, he's used more in the passing game to get him going because a guy like Zeke got to get the ball. But you just don't want to run him up into a brick wall, which is what Philly is pretty much against the run. Mm-hmm. So, def, definitely starting him, but just wanted to point that out so people know. Carson Wentz is another guy you're probably starting. But he's another one you got to temper expectations with. Uh, Dallas has given up the seventh fewest points to quarterbacks this uh, year, so pretty good against the pretty good against the pass, man. Anything else you got for that game, bro? Sound good. Sound good to me. All right, to close it out, we got the Monday night game. Another easy ass matchup for the Patriots. I still think they're colluding somehow. Like I don't understand how they keep getting these easy matchups after <laughs> winning the Super Bowl. But whatever. Um, they're playing the Jets. They're going to be at the Jets, and they are 10-point favorites. And it's, the over-under is going to be 42-and-a-half. My starts, of course, you're starting Brady, starting Edelman, um, you're starting Le'Veon Bell. Um, but the other guy, Sonny Michelle. You know, it actually feels kind of gross to start him these days with the numbers he's been putting up. You know, and last week they had three – um, opportunities on the goal line. Freaking Tom Brady got two of them. And Bowden was the yeah. other one. You know what I mean? So, so I don't know what's, what's going on with him. Hopefully they fix that this week because they are kind of um, – the Jets are kind of vulnerable against the run. They're allowing the 14th most to the position, 14 most points to the position. So I like him, man, this week. And Josh Gordon, I know he's he's missed practice Friday. Um, keep an eye out for practice reports on Saturday. But if he does play, I'm starting him. He'll be matched up with Daryl Roberts, who is graded out as a 50. According to PFF, they're allowing the six most points to wide receivers line up on the left. So um, that's just, you know, got to start him if he plays. 
If he doesn't play, since it is a Monday night game, you might want to look at your waiver wire, see if like Philip Dorsett's out there or probably on by now. But if not even him, uh, Jacoby Myers is another guy to keep in mind, just so you have a pivot play of if Gordon doesn't play. Um, that's all I got for the starts. For the sits, I got uh, starting off. I got Sam Darnold. You know he looked great in his return last week against Dallas, but I'm sending him this week against the Patriots defense. That defense. Is so fired this year, bro. Like, it's crazy, bro. They're giving up 5.7 points to the quarterback position. Like, bro, that is insane. To to the quarterback position, bro, they're averaging 5.7, bro. Like, that's unheard of, bro. So, it's no way in hell I'm starting Sam Darnold this week. Uh, Robbie Anderson, another one I'm sitting. He had the longest touchdown of the year last week. But it's hard to imagine him getting any anything done against the Patriots. They're allowing the second fewest points to the position. Um, Jamison Crowder, if if I have to start any receiver for them, it will be Jamison Crowder because he's just going to get those short mm-hmm. intermediate passes, you know. But even then, like the, even a slot cornerback for the damn Patriots is pretty good. Um, they're allowing the tenth fewest points to the position, so I'm not really looking to start Crowder. But if I have to start him, then I guess I'll start his ass. But I ain't excited about it. Um, that's all I got for the starts and sits. You got anything else for this game? No, that about wrap it up. That's about it. All right, so the starts of the week, man. You know, this is one of our favorite segments, man. Want to give a, you know, we talked about all these guys already, but we want to just talk about them a little bit more, just to know, let you know how we really feel about them. So my start of the week, I'm gonna go with Josh Allen. Shouts to Gabe. You know, that's his boy. Um, he's matched up with Miami this uh, week, and you know that's a match made in heaven. Um, and just this is just the the games they've given up to quarterbacks this year: fifteen points to bumass Keenum, Keenum, twenty to no ceiling Rivers, twenty two and a half to Dak, twenty five to Brady, and of course thirty three and a half to Lamar Jackson in Week One, which is the guy. Well, he didn't actually he didn't rush at all in that game. He still put up thirty three and a half. So with jo- with these numbers to quarterbacks and Josh Allen having that rushing value, man, that dude is in a spot to explode this week. I'm starting him everywhere I have him. He is a locked and loaded QB one this week. Um, so yeah, that's my start of the week. Who you got? My start of the week is T. Y. Hilton. T. Y. Hilton. The Houston's have been horrible against the past. Giving up big games in week one of Michael Thomas, 10 catches, 123 yards. Next week, DJ Shark, seven catches for 55 yards and one touchdown. And then last week to Tyreek Hill, they gave up five catches, 80 yards, and two touchdowns. So with that said, I'm firing up T.Y. Hilton. He should have a big game. I already said earlier he had... Great game last year with 15 catches and 314 yards in two games last year. So, T.Y. Hilton is the man this week on the coach team. Yeah, I think I want to I say that he has the best matchup of all receivers this week. Um, I think he had like a 42% advantage, according to PFF. So, yeah, I definitely like that start of the week, man. Great, great call on that one, man. Who you got for your sit of the week? My sit of the week, I ain't going to spend too much time on it. It should be right smack dead in the face. Sit 
Robbie Anderson as this week. I know he went off last week, but he playing the Patriots. And that's a no-fly zone for sure around there. So that's about it. Facts, man. Nothing really needs to be said about that. He's going to be matched up with Stephon Gilmore, man. And I don't want to play anybody going against Stephon Gilmore this year. He might be the best cornerback in the league. Uh, my sit of the week, I'm going to go with uh, old man AP, Adrian Peterson. You know, you got your one good game out of him last week. They played a team that probably the only other team in the league where they were expected to, or, you know, the line was close enough for him to be involved more and they actually won the game. Um, so, but, you know, all that stops now. They're going against San Francisco this week and they're allowing the fewest points to running backs. And with them being 10-point underdogs, you know that AP's not using the pass game at all. I know Chris Thompson's not expected to play this game either, but they're going to find somebody else to catch the ball. It ain't going to be AP. So I just don't see any value for him this week, and therefore he is my set of the week. Thank you. Uh, all right, right, guys, that uh, concludes our show. Um, Thanks for tuning in to another great episode. Week 7 is upon us, man. Good luck to everybody. I hope y'all are playoff bound. If not, man, keep listening. Keep fighting. Keep grinding. Keep working that waiver wire. Keep making moves for your team. Because it ain't over till it's over. You know what I mean? Right, you got, got questions about trades? Hit up on Twitter. Hit us up. Sunday mornings um, Fantasy in sh- at Fantasy in Session. The letter in session. Um, we answer all questions. Um, lineup questions, trade questions, anything you got, hit us up Sunday morning and we'll be sure to help you out. Um, and that's about all I got, man. Oh yeah. Make sure you, uh, hit that. Like I said, in the beginning of the show, make sure you hit that, uh, subscribe button, review button, uh, tell your friends about us, tell everybody about us. You know, like Gabe always say, we number one on google.tv. We still trying to get on number one on google.com, but we number one on google.tv and it's still Google. So that shit still count. So with that being (laughs) said, Peace out. Yep. Have a good uh, weekend. Yeah.